rhymes here. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Captain's Quadrant. I'm your host, Captain Joe Dove. With me, as always, my co-host, one of two, Admiral in charge of catering, Jason, this time. But we are not here to talk about just Star Trek. We are here with our special guest, Sean Farrick from Trek Culture. What is going on, sir? Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am already loving this part because, I mean, like, the production quality is amazing. It's so good. <laughs> well, uh, a big thanks to our Aussie friend, uh, Jason, who unfortunately couldn't join us because he's doing this thing called sleeping uh, because he's on the in the future on the other side of the world. So. Christmas was tough on him. He had to visit every house in the world. <laughs> yes, he does. Reminiscent of Santa Claus. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, first of all, thank you again for joining us. And just tell us a little bit about yourself. Can you tell us how you get started into podcasting? Well, thank you so much. Um, I really, really appreciate the invite. Thank you for uh, allowing me to come on and spew my uh, manifesto. Uh, <laughs> um, I I sort of stumbled into it. Um, oh. So back in, back in, a lot of these things, kind of, everything kind of came together at the same time. So I've been writing for years and years and years, but like most writers that, you know, you type away, it goes into a drawer, you lock the drawer, you post armed guards on the drawer and no one <laughs> sees it. Yeah. Um, and I was working in a completely other career. Um, and then just before Picard season one mm -hmm. dropped, uh, Trek Culture, which is now the channel that I work for, of course, they, well, they went, they became, they existed. That's, that's what I was trying to say there. Um, mm -hmm. So what culture, they have been going for a while. They had tested the waters. Turns out there's some Trekkies online. Yeah, a lot and of us. so they were like, hmm, "We might do a Star Trek channel," and uh, they put out a call for contributors. So I was sitting there. This was, this was February of that year, and uh, the ad goes out, and and I did that thing. Imagine you, you know, the cartoon where they walk in and they take the help wanted sign out of the window. Right. Yeah. It wasn't far off that. Oh. Um, I, I sort of emailed them, going, "I'm here." And they said, that's lovely, prove it. And I went, oh, God, no, I didn't realize there'd be a question round. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they just said, look, do you, can you write was the first question. I said, I'll give it a go. And then that led to writing articles. And so that. So then the funny thing about it was that I was, like, I was in this other career altogether. This was February of 2020. Mm. Good times. In March of 2020, <laughs> um, that other career, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, something happened to it. It was this thing, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not sure what it, uh, the apocalypse. That's what yeah, yeah, basically, yes. yeah. Well said, well said. <laughs> so uh, I very suddenly found myself, uh, much like most of the rest of, I'm in Ireland, so much of the rest of the country, I uh, suddenly had an awful lot more time, mm. and so I, I started to channel that into. I would do a bit more writing, do a bit more writing. And at the time, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing podcasting. I wasn't doing videos. It was just purely writing. And one week, the guy was sick. And, he, and they said, Sean, can you fill in? And I went, of course I can, and proceeded to have a panic attack. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, that's my the, God. That, that's <laughs> when you know you're ready, Sean. That's it. <laughs> oh, that, that's it. Yeah, that's why, you know, I'm going to wear a black jumper so you can't see the sweat stains all down the side of me. Um, and so I did that. And I can actually, the, the, that video is out there. It's the second episode of Lower Decks, the ups and downs for that. I'd, be, I'd have to work up to deer in headlights. 
you know. <laughs> um, and the editor was very, very patient with me, and he said, you know, this was fine. You know, bring you back again next week. And then it obviously it got a bit better, got a bit better. But then along the way, uh, because I had a lot more time, I got very involved on Twitter. And mm-hmm. so I started to interact an awful lot more with other Trekkies. And do you remember those early days of lockdown where, you know, everyone suddenly went from being a real human being to being 180 characters? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it was a bit like that. And so I was getting to know an awful lot more Trekkies. And I thought, oh, I'll do a podcast while I'm at it. And so podcast, uh, which eventually would become known as You're On Crack, Mate, was born. <laughs> and... That then developed with Trek Culture together, and it's been a bit bonkers, really, for the last, uh, it's terrifying to say, for the last three years, because that's how long ago 2020 <laughs> was. Yeah, I know. It feels like 20, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because I actually remember your first episode because Adam Cleary was hosting back then, wasn't he? Yeah, and, he was indeed. Yeah, and yeah. I I tuned in for ups and downs, and my first thought was, "Who's this? <laughs> Where, what have you done with Adam?" But warmed up to you very quickly because you have a very charming, charismatic yeah. feel about you. And I don't know. Every time you're on, it's almost like, "Oh, there's my pal. There's my pal Sean." Yeah, you're very <laughs> welcoming. It's 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 probably the key that what keeps people coming back, like me. <laughs> I'm always like, "Oh, where's Sean?" But now I look for you, so it's like, "Where's Sean?" <laughs> And the myriad of uniforms. I, I enjoy yeah. the myriad of uniforms as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was, see, I, I had the option. I can either, you know, wear a, a uniform for this. It's like, no, no, no. They'll be expecting that. No, no. I'll, I'll, I'll wear a T-shirt. That's what I'll do. Yeah. No, 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 no. I like I, I like what we've got going on there. Like <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And Jason, I like how you keep it cool. Excuse me. Admiral Jason. Oh, sorry, yes, sorry, yes, sorry. yes. Thank you, Sean. This is usually what I do. I just sit here and look pretty. <laughs> nailing it yay i don't have hair anymore there we go (laughs) i also Um, remember when what culture sent the sent the um the help wanted ad out because i was going to apply for that and whenever i opened it it said you have to live in the uk Mm. um even even i might have broken that rule (laughs) <laughs> Hello from the Republic just of Ireland. Just a smidge. <laughs> um, and and it's funny because you're right. So what culture itself? So they there is an office. There is a building for what culture, oh. and it's in Newcastle in uh, in in England. Uh, I am very much not in Newcastle in England, but because of that wonderful thing behind the me there. Screen. I know that well. And oh, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. I think I've spent more time. I've spent less time wearing the color green in the last yeah. three years than I ever have in my, in my in your life. I check yeah. everything. Like, you right. know, like, you know, like Pike's nice new wraparound uniform for Stracey Rose. That's great. Yeah. Can't really wear it, but it's no. great. You but know? you'll disappear, blend into the background. Like you never before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll be like just this headless entity. I'll be like a Thasian or something. Um, but um, it's uh, a, it, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I would never, I would never say, Hooray for the apocalypse, and I'm really not making light of it, but had it not been for things like lockdown, I don't think that this would have happened. I don't think that because there would have been no reason for a company that has a studio to take a risk on a remote worker. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. See, that that's crazy, because I would have assumed you had a whole team with you to do all what you're doing because of the production quality. 
there there is a team there is a team don't get mm -hmm. me wrong but it's all right. we we connect digitally um so oh wow but so can you go into the process of, of all that sure so yeah. uh the first thing i will say and i know i i know i don't need to tell you this so everyone watch this the presenter gets to have all the fun the editor who, yeah. get, who does a lot of that when i say a lot of the work i mean if we're talking percentages there's the presenter and <laughs> yeah. then there you know yeah <laughs> So, um, so, so our our present our, our editor is uh, Chris Thompson, and mm -hmm. if for the longest time, I mean, he kept the lights on at Triculture uh, because I can I can write, I can present, I'm delighted with that, but I cannot edit. I am not an editor uh, mm -hmm. by any means, uh, and. Chris will tell you that having received some of the raw footage that I've sent him, he'll be like, "Oh my god, you don't even self edit." Oh <laughs> like, wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I sent him. We did the um, so we, we've just released our in memoriam video for 2022 for the yeah. Trek actors who've passed away. Um, the video as released is 47 minutes long. The raw footage he received was two and a half hours long. Wow, wow, yeah. And he yeah. and he made that into a concise video. And I think I I believe it flows very very well. I think he did he did a great job at it. Uh, I mean. You know, don't get me wrong. I was very, very, I, I was very good, very, very good. But he made me watchable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So Chase. yeah. So sorry. Um. Mm -hmm. the, the 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 process. Very very. It, I I film. I send it to him. Um. He sweats blood and tears, and then a video is born at the end. Nice. That, that's the way to do it, man. I, I know when we switch to StreamYard, I have another thing called to be seen. And when we switched to StreamYard, we stopped doing the whole pandemic. So we went on this huge hiatus. But when we came back, it was like getting the band back together. And luckily, uh, our co-host, Aussie Jason, put us onto this. And it, it was a game changer because this whole world of remote working is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I see that the magic is there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. So uh, the, the one funny thing, though, so I I um when I say thankfully, I live alone. Bear with me. I'm going somewhere with this. So thankfully, okay. I live alone. Right. Mm -hmm. However, that means that any time someone comes to visit, I have to explain why I have a soundproof room <laughs> in, in an apartment. It's like, you know, Sean, I like, okay, <laughs> I'm a geek. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I see, hear you. I, I, if I was, if I didn't know anything about this, I would see a soundproof room, and I'd immediately think, you know, he's had somebody tied up in here with with a hacksaw or something. No, he's put he's put plastic on the floor at some point. No, no. I always think, oh, this guy's a podcaster now because I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Any of those things, just dream, kids. You can be anything you want. <laughs> the world is yours. <laughs> world is your oyster. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jace, you want to? Oh, sorry. Where are we at on our questions? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm keeping up with things today. Speaking <laughs> of raw footage, <laughs> make sure you edit this out, Jace. <laughs> so, um, Trek culture has got a very, very good and well earned reputation as being a trusted source of Star Trek information. Uh, what do you and the team behind you do to ensure the integrity of your information that you do put out? That it, thank you for asking that because that is something that it's it's really, 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 really important that we we walk the line between 
you know you have to get the news out quickly. I mean, that is the nature of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if, if you're not out there first, you do run the risk of, of falling behind. We, we live in a, in, in a click environment. Yeah. So then of course you, you, you have the thing goes like, right, well, I mean, I could just tweet, you know, Admiral Jason pulls down trousers in front of trousers convention. No, there's no <laughs> photos, but I, I swear it happened. It definitely. Yeah. Happened. So <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of legwork. There's a lot of, you know, you, you have to check your sources and we don't, and we don't always get it hundred percent. And when we do get it wrong, we immediately, we correct. That is, that is a big thing as well, because sometimes, um, okay. Sometimes Sean Farrick has announced that he is starring in Star Trek four. That's great. No one's confirmed Star Trek four is happening. So the title can't be, you know, Sean Ferry confirmed Star Trek 4 is happening. He's like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. You need to go back and check, right, what are the little bits along the story here? So, and and things like that. Now, sometimes that's nice and quick because you have these sources available to you. That is the wonderful thing about the online sphere that we live in is that it's a lot faster to get access to these sources. And with the amount of creatives who are active on social media, that's a big thing as well, that sometimes you can literally reach out to the source. You've got people like Terry Metalos, who's very active on Twitter. You've got the Hageman brothers, very active on Twitter. Aaron Walkie as well. I mean, these are people that you can actually reach out to and ask a direct question. That's not to say you'll always get a response. You know, these right. people are very, very busy. But right. sometimes you get, you hit them at the right time, you get lucky. And the, in a nutshell, it's a lot of asking questions, waiting for replies, or you know, chasing down. Like, let's say you know the the big ones like Deadline, Variety, uh, SFX. They they publish an article. You're like, right, okay, this is great. Now, what are their sources? Let's see if we can source where they got it. Just so we're not basically, so we're not repurposing other people's content, which obviously mm-hmm. nobody should do. And you know, so you're like, grand, 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 cool. So and also. Not naming anyone in particular, you're like, well, did they do their due diligence? Did they, mm. you know, check this? Because, like, let's say, let's say, you know, Trek Culture publishes an article that says John Ferry gets to star in Star Trek 4. Grant. And then Sean Culture comes along and goes, oh my God, Trek Culture has reported. Yes, but did anyone check that source? Mm. Did anyone go, go to the original and things like that? Uh, I am not appearing in Star Trek Four, by the way. Um, uh, you know, nor has Trek Culture repeated that or, or anything like that. Yeah, it's cool. Right, and right. Star Trek Four is called Star Trek Four, Sean Ferry. But that's let's listen. To it. <laughs> Star Trek Four, Sean Ferry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, it's all right. At this point, I'm wondering about names. Yeah. 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 At this point, I think that you've got about as much uh, chance of appearing in it as Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto do. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunately <laughs> true. <laughs> I keep hitting oh, my, my desk with my leg. Yeah, careful with that. Um, so let me ask you, what are some of the cool things that you've been able to be a part of and see uh, because of your involvement with the channel? Able um, to go to any cool cons and meet, rub elbows with some, like Patrick Stewart? <laughs> no, I, I, I have not met Patrick Stewart. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, unfortunately, that restraining order, it's really <laughs> hard. Uh, the, the, the man's got good lawyers. He's got good he lawyers. He does. What are you going to do? Um, Trek culture, one of the wonderful things about Trek culture is because there's so much work has gone into it, not obviously not just for myself, and although Chris does so much, not just from Chris, there's, there is a lot of contributors, like there's a lot of names going to Trek culture. 
thankfully, there has been a nice reputation to it, which means there has been wonderful, lovely, lovely people who have reached out to us, oh. which has been great. So now, obviously, don't, don't worry. We've done a lot of cold calling. We've done a lot of like, oh, God, Trek Culture's back. Oh, just, <laughs> all right. Can, 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 can we send them a soundbite or something so they'll leave us alone? For <laughs> oh, a wow. There is a bit of that. But because of that, we have been able to reach out and a, a lot of a lot of people have given us their time which has been very nice people like um we, we we've done we've done a series of videos on like secrets of the starships uh one of our writers paul sutherland has done just like the man is scary when it comes to his how he gets this information uh, i've been told i legally can't tell you how he gets that information oh, oh okay but uh doug drexler sat down with him and discussed the process of creating the nx01 and that is something that's been incredible um, mm. we were able to speak to like that's like, like the Hagemans about the process of how Prodigy came to life and Aaron Walkie. Um, you know, things like this. And it's because with a little bit of like, we've, we felt a bit boldened. So people, they want to talk. That's mm-hmm. the nice thing. So I do want to talk about the work that they've done. They're very, very approachable. Now, my work with Trek Culture put me in contact as well with another lovely group called, uh, I have to pronounce this correctly, Gaze in space. That's I, awesome. Uh, be, uh, they, they, they are. That was done well done, by the way. Yes, that was very awesome. well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they, they, they've told me that it, as long as I pronounce it correctly, these three more times, they'll let me see my family. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I was able with with them. I was able to attend Star Trek Las Vegas last year, and oh, then between Trek culture and it was it was it was unbelievable. It was it was fantastic, and it was a bit cool when um there was one one performer walked up and says oh you know i like your videos and i went oh, that's great and walked away and hyperventilated at the corner it's like oh my god oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i'll be doing that after this interview yeah, so it's all yeah, up, yeah, yeah. It's all up. yeah 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 <laughs> but, so, th- so things like that have been very cool but it's 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 that I, I suppose in a way in a in a trek specific sphere one of the nicest things um in terms of like the franchise itself has been i suppose access to speak to people who have been involved at any point along the way we've spoken to people who were involved in the original series right the way through up until the most recent like strange new worlds and and it's because they're just nice people you know and it's something and and we present a face of being nice as well so um and no one's evident if you're being on our little pod (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing like you know you're 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 me you're me i'm, yeah. I'm just gonna steal your contacts I, i'm gonna reach out to your contacts. <laughs> that's great that's great oh man yeah the, the opportunities are, are endless when you have like weight behind you it's always pretty cool um so let's talk but about me, your- actually, I, I, do, I do want to say really, really quickly absolutely be surprised how early on people would engage it's like I'm delighted to say Trekwood, we've got loads of subscribers and we're so, so grateful for it. But people very early on, like when we were only small, they want to talk. Like it, 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 it by no means think that the size of the channel is why people would answer the phone. Like oh. reach out to people. And I, I'd say that to, to yourselves. I say that to everyone, reach out to people. You will be shocked as to who will pick up the phone. As I say, not Patrick Stewart, restraining order, totally fair. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, 
but that that has been one of the wonderful things. And also, this is going to say I'm going to, I'm going to get really mushy for a second. So you know, sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, I love mushy. Let's go. <laughs> I hate. No, I don't. Um, no. <laughs> no, uh, the, the the best thing out of all of it, and I I mean this hundred percent, is the community. True, the community that has come up around it. Um, it's great when I get to speak to somebody who's involved in Trek directly. It's better when I get to talk to a whole bunch of people and we get to talk about what we like, what we don't like. That's fine. Mm. You know, we, we, we are allowed to disagree. Some people will disagree that we are allowed to disagree, but that's disagreeing. Yeah, um, it's... But it's been wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and now I'd like to jump into your new branch, uh, the Clone Star Pod. Can you give us a little bit on why you chose to kind of almost start all over again with this? Well, so... So thank thank you very much for bringing it up. So the Clone Star Pod um, is myself and Joseph Hurley is my co-host mm. for the Clone Star Pod, who, by the way, came up with the name. So oh. there we go. So Sho- well done. Joseph well came done. up with the Clone Star Pod. Uh, um, and it began originally, uh, as these things often do, it was, you know, the kind of thing where you're like, you know, you're a Trekkie? You're a Trekkie? <laughs> Are we Trekkies together? We're Trekkies. Let's be Trekkies. Yeah. We just yeah. became best friends. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened with this guy. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my God, it's literally that. Did we just become a... And that was yeah. it. And, and, and Shosa's thing was, right, uh, and he's going to kill me for saying this, but <laughs> I said, oh, the animated series exists as Star Trek as well. And he nearly started crying because it's his favorite early Star Trek is the animated series. Uh, and wow. nobody seems to want to talk about the animated series, even though it's got some bloody good episodes in there. Um, and uh, and so we, we were we were chatting away about that. Are you are you are you are, are we animated series fans here? Oh, absolutely. We we Excellent. did a whole like after show every show we talk about Prodigy, Lower Decks, but well, the original. I was complaining because series. we haven't talked about the animated series. I was actually yeah. doing it in our last podcast. I was complaining. We've never done an animated one yet. Yeah, yeah. When we do the agony, John book, says we no have animated. to do an animated one now. Yep. yep, that's well, yeah, it's, that's it's, right. It's be done. Yeah, and 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 you definitely have to do animated one because with Strange New Worlds and Captain Robert April, you've got to do an episode on the counterclock incident written Absolutely. by Fred Bronson, who I thoroughly recommend you reach out to because he's bloody lovely and he's oh. on Twitter. Oh, okay, very right. cool. Oh, oh so the, now we got the, notes. The, the man who created Robert April. Yeah, oh, that's mm. awesome. Very awesome. Very awesome. I, I always so it was bugged, it bugged me that uh, he. April was only in like one episode of Strange New Worlds. They haven't really gone back with that. He's come back a couple of times. Has he? Yeah. He was in the pilot. Yeah, he was in the Enterprise Bingo. Yes, he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. You're embarrassing me in front of Sean. (laughs) I'm going to get it later. (laughs) Cool. It's fine. Not a real Star Trek fan. Yeah. I've only seen it like three times. So just give me a break. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, yes, you, until you've watched Strange Worlds ten times, ten <laughs> times per episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, 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 yeah. So, Clone Star that that came out of that. So we obviously we got on very, very well. We decided we'd sit down and do a pod, and we sort of got like, you know, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And Joseph came up with the idea of let's do uh, season by season. You know, let, let's go. We're going to start original series season one with each pick five episodes because there's so many episodes. Right. And we would do. I don't think we really had any idea how long each episode was going to be when we started. The average uh, now the interview episodes are about an hour and a half and the main episodes are about two hours. And we went back 
and took it. So, so we're about to, as of the recording of this, we're about to start Deep Space Nine. Oh, so we did all of the original series, did all the movies, and we've done yeah. all of the next generation. And um, it's been fascinating going back because we were deliberately trying to pick episodes that we hadn't, like you know, kind of season one of original series. What do you think straight away? You think Balance of Terror? You think City on the Edge of Forever? Where No Man Has Gone Before? Man Traps? So we're like, let's do some of the other ones. Yeah, you know, let's you know, we'll try and do the Corbin White maneuver for example, which is great, but I don't see many people talking about it, you know, things no. like that. And you kind of, and do you, do you know, actually, do you know what my biggest takeaway from that rewatch of the original series was? Tell us, please. Shatner's not actually as bad as people say he is. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Really? Yeah. Yes, there are some moments, but it's like, it's not like it was every, it's not 79 episodes of Shatner. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a good impression. I, I believe we just became best friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You've got friends across the pond here. Yay. Yeah. I I totally agree with you on that too, with Chatner and just rewatching it. You learn so much. Like we one of the Agony Booth episodes was the original episode that I remember seeing with my mom when they used to do in, in the States, we used to do New Year's marathons. Uh oh, and they nice. used to do all the original series it was every year original series from beginning to end first episode to the last episode and i remember watching way to eden once with my mom and that was the one that we'd always skipped and then it came up upon the wheel of agony and i had to rewatch it again i was like you know this wasn't as bad as i remember but this was pretty out there <laughs> oh yeah like this yeah yeah it, it's one of it's it's bad <laughs> it's, it's hard bad. to watch. It's, it's to bad. Watch. It's hard to watch. It's I bad. have the dissenting opinion. I think that it's garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an sorry. episode of Star Trek you don't think is good? Surely uh, not. <laughs> uh, no, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, um, speaking of Star Trek episodes, right now we're in what I would call, at least the me of 20 years ago when Enterprise went off the air, we're in an age where we have got five Star Trek series, six if you count short treks, because I'm holding out hope that it's coming back one day, uh, airing at the same time. My question to you, Sean, is do you think that this business model is sustainable? And do you see any kind of danger in what Paramount is doing with the franchise right now, just saturating us with all this content? That's a, uh, it, it's a really interesting question. Actually, I, I was having this exact conversation with someone two hours ago. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. as, but it's actually because the fear is there. Like, you know, I, I look at Marvel at the moment, which five years ago, there was no danger of Marvel fatigue. It was amazing. It was incredible. You know, it was, it was doing these wonderful things that had never been done before. And now they are still super successful. But I'm, hang on, wait, what series am I supposed to be watching? Hang on, what, what's going on? And, and there is that fear. If I was to bring that fear over to Trek, while Discovery, Picard and Strange New Worlds and Prodigy are all completely separate from each other, I'll come to Lower Decks now in a second, but they're all <laughs> completely separate from each other. You still kind of, you, you worry about, oh, you miss one, you miss one. The positive being that they're, they're generally, they're, they're airing consecutively as, as, a, as opposed to, uh, like at the same time, because for one thing, we'd never get through a bloody episode of ups and downs. Um, <laughs> or, uh, oh, there's been a couple of weeks where it's like, we have to make a call. Which episode are we covering first? Um, yeah. So uh, there was a, 
Uh, the, I think one the, of them overlapped, like Discovery overlapped with Picard, and the Picard yeah, and overlapped the with four. Stra- yeah, that those, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, tough. That, that was a bit like, um, what do we <laughs> so, yeah, as a general rule of thumb, you do season finales and season openers will take precedence. So even yeah. so, let's say if there's a, you're on the last three episodes of one season, but the first episode of the new one is going, you do the you do the first episode first. Um, mm. That's something I've learned in the last couple of years. Um, I this just learned it now. Yeah. Oh no, ah, I've given away my secrets. Chris is going to kill me. Um, <laughs> my very long answer is that I am very aware that uh, franchise fatigue can be a thing where it's different from, I think, the feeling in the air when Enterprise was on was Enterprise saw the end of 18 straight years of Star Trek from Encounter at Farpoint right the way through to oh yeah these are the voyages um <laughs> which is and, on the wheel <laughs> yeah uh, I, I would i would imagine it has a few spots on the wheel but um not as many as code of honor <laughs> uh, well well fair i mean use an episode that paints everything wrong with everything ever it's code of honor um <laughs> yeah, yeah. whereas now we only have what it is 2017 so we're six years so there's a lot of content but it hasn't had as much time for us to be like, well, it's time to be hitting the old dusty trail. Mm. Um, you know, even Marvel, I think we're coming up to 14 years now. That was 2008 was Iron Man. Um, wow, it's been so long. I know, right? Iron Man and the Dark Knight came out the same year. Oh, my God. Oh, there we go. There's there's some like mind bending stuff, uh, oh. both of which came out before J.J. Uh, Abrams, Trek 09. Wow. Um, now that J.J. Uh, has happened since the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. That's huh. a weird one for me. Um, so I feel like uh, this is like learning that Marilyn Monroe, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, Anne Frank were all born in the same year. It's like that same history, yeah. history yeah, mind yeah. blow. History, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, do you know what the best thing I heard there recently? It was really just totally random, not to do with Star Trek at all, is that, what was it? Um, George Washington died before 1800 and the first dinosaur fossils weren't found until after 1800 so george washington never knew about the existence of dinosaurs whoa i had heard that that's i have not heard that and i love history so this that's amazing yeah i'm i don't live far from this is like sidebar but i don't live far from philadelphia where they have the liberty bell and i found out that they recently decided to they were going to build something on top of the mall there and when they dug it up they found one of the george washington homes and they found all the stuff that was just buried underneath because they loved America loved to destroy history. So uh, that's one thing you learn. <laughs> they, oh, no, that didn't happen. And they just kind of yeah. paved over it. And that, that just blows my mind like that. That's to me right now. You just blew my head. Like, <laughs> uh, so hopefully he'll come back. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> that happens every now and then. Uh, he's in Texas. And they don't have as good an internet as we do here in sunny New York City. New York City. You're actually in <laughs> New York City. Yeah, um, I'm the most devious well, bastard in New York City. So I'm I'm uh, Jackie Daytona from <laughs> Tucson, Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> that's good. Well, you know, Thank you. that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so hopefully he'll pop back in. But for now, it'll just be you and I. When he comes back, I'll bring him back. Okay. Cool. So to follow up on a previous question, like we were talking about the fatigue and everything, let's get into how the reception went. So Prodigy just finished its first season. 
And for us, it's considered to, you know, in our crew, it's considered to be one of the best first seasons of Star Trek ever, in our opinion, uh, which is especially wonderful because it's targeted for a younger audience. It's kind of cultivating the young kids to pull them into what we love about Star Trek. What are your thoughts on the show that, you know, many young people are getting this world of Trek from that? And do you agree that it's a really stellar first episode, first season? Uh, even better uh, than Strange New Worlds, possibly. I, but funny you should mention Strange New Worlds because I was going to say at the moment they're they're the two vying for probably best first season, possibly overall mm-hmm. of all of the stars. I know TNG season one is obviously beloved, and uh, <coughs> anyway, um, no, um, Prodigy's <laughs> first season, <laughs> Prodigy's yeah. first season. They came out. They had a strong vision. They had a strong storyline. It's one of the better ones for having a consistency to mm. it. Um, yeah. I, saw, I I compare it to, I, I would say of the Trek that, the I call it the Berman era, uh, the Rick Berman era Star Trek, the best Mark. first season is Deep Space Nine. Yeah, um, I agree. And that probably still has the best pilot episode overall uh i am i am very much open to discussion on that one but i I would argue emissary is probably the best pilot episode um and but like most first seasons it's mixed you know there's some episodes that are fantastic and some episodes are move along home um and then you've got prodigy and i don't have any episode where i would be like "Eh." um i think the tone was consistent all the way through um, I think it has a couple of the best episodes that have come out since 2017. That um, uh, the season arc, the last uh, Supernova Part One and Two. Whoa! Yes, it's fantastic. Oh. And 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 actually, and here's something that when when you do animation right, you care for the characters. Yes, you know because you you have that you have that problem when you go into well I won't say problem you have a challenge when you go into animation is that. When you go into a live action and somebody is cut, you're like, oh no, that person's injured. Yeah. When you go into animation and somebody's cut, you could spray the wall and they'll still be fine. Yeah. You, you know, because it's cartoons. Right. Um, and and it and it I cared about the characters. I cared about the characters so much that I was and I I'm well documented saying this. I thoroughly disliked Dal. For the first few episodes, I, I I made no secret of this. I was like, you know, every week, Dal down, Dal down, <laughs> down. And yeah. then we got to there was uh, probably specifically the episode Kobayashi, but mm. around that time, it was around the first half of the first ten, and I went, oh, so you're telling me Dal's on a journey? Oh, I see. Yeah, as in, mm. and I think that was that was me falling into the the, the trap that I often give out to people about so pot kettle black was (laughs) knee-jerk reaction knee-jerk reaction it wasn't exactly everything i wanted to be right the first second therefore oh i'm struggling with this character or whatever and i am just as guilty uh maybe not as guilty as other people but i am guilty of doing that and so then we had our break and i i know the break was a paramount decision it wasn't a prodigy decision they Mm -hmm. were told in the beginning do and the same will be true of season two. Do blocks of 10 in terms of story. Oh. Um, so I think the option will be there. 
to split. Now, I'm 99.999% uh, sure, uh, never say 100, but 99% sure that season two will air as 20. Um, oh. It's not going to take a break this time, um, which I Ooh. think will be better for... I, I have no access to viewing figures or anything like that, but I think Prodigy had a slower build than, say, Lower Decks did. Um, mm. I think the live actions... I, I, I think by the nature of live action, there's there's an audience sitting there ready to go. Um, I think Lower Decks came out... I mean, all of the marketing was very, very clever for Lower Decks. I mean, it was pure... We knew it was going to be side-splitting comedy from the beginning. And also you had the kind of the Rick and Morty connection as much as you had the Star Trek connection. There was an audience there. Prodigy is new. Like Prodigy's yeah. brand new. We don't know these characters. Yes, okay, we know Janeway, but it's off in the Delta Quadrant. It's not like we've got, you know, we nip into Starbase every week. It's a difficult show. And then you also have like, you know, hey kids, do you remember Janeway? Of course we don't. We're five. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's the exactly, next lady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it had all these challenges. I think word of mouth has helped. I think the second block of 10 I think the audience was bigger and I do hope that will continue to grow. Now that we'll have however long it is until season two comes out. Um, I, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't have any exclusives to drop. I have no idea when season two is coming. It hopefully will be next year. This yeah. year. Ooh, we're in 2023 now. Yeah, um, well, that's right. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Ah, but, I'm still um, signing 22 on my checks. <laughs> you're still signing checks? Uh, somebody said that to me the other day. I said that to you. <laughs> Yeah. You do know what year this is, right? <laughs> My apologies, gentlemen. We just had a blackout here. Oh, I was wondering oh, if your gosh. lights are off, too. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying to get back on right now. Power's back on, but I'm trying to get my computer booted back up. Is it cold again in Texas? Is that what happened? No, it's like oh. 70 degrees outside. Oh, wow. So what happens, Sean, here in America, they don't <laughs> properly uh, set up the electric grid. So every time okay. it's cold in Texas, they lose power. So... Oh. Like it's well, got, first of all, I'm sorry like, that you're going through that. Yeah, of course. It's like Texas is also Afghanistan at the same time. <laughs> like it's weird. Well, I mean, uh, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, I, I suppose our only comparison is that so we're temperate all year round, right? So we don't tend to get extreme of extreme. Like the hottest oh. record, the hottest uh, I think on record in Dublin happened last year. Yeah, climate change isn't real. Um, mm. But it was 32 degrees Celsius, whatever that works out as in Fahrenheit. 100. And yeah. I, I was like, material. it was like, holy mother of God. This is, this is awful. And of course, we don't have air conditioning. Why would we? We're Ireland, you know? But then on the flip side, we don't go into the extreme cold. So if one drop of snow lands on a road, on a mountain, somewhere in the West, the country shuts down. Because we oh. do not have the infrastructure for dealing with snow. Wow. Yeah, it was 96 degrees for you. So, uh, and warm. that's very warm. Yeah, uh, that's our, our, our calculation. Yeah. So for us, we got up to, I want to say 40 last summer. We had one day that it was just like death. You know what I mean? It was, oh, yeah. I felt like I was mel melting, melting. Oof. That Nothing like climate so... change. All right. Are you good for questions, Jace, or do you want me to? Well, I, I, my questions are currently not up because they were on my computer. So if you want to go ahead and take it, that's all right. That's cool. Fine. Yeah, no problem. Uh, all right, Sean. So do you think we will actually get a Star Trek form film that 
closes or at least continues the Kelvin timeline. So we're getting into Trekkie questions. <laughs> at this point in time, no. Oh. Um, and wow. I think there's, I think the behind the scenes team would be back sooner than the ones in front of the camera. I think the, I, it's not that I think they don't want to come back. I just think that everyone's gone off and done other projects. Um, everyone, a lot of, a lot of them, their star has risen to kind of like, oh, good Lord, we can't afford you. Levels. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, Didn't even think about so. That. I know there was there was like, the discussion with Hemsworth and Pine uh, about, about a year and a half ago that there was oh it was back on that's ah, off again. Um, mm -hmm. So Hemsworth obviously being one of the most you know expensive actors in the world at this point um, right. to do with that little lightning character he plays in that other uh, that other uh, Marvel something like or something like that. Like that. Uh, They're going places. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and like, as as a fan, I'd I'd see it. I I like the JJ films quite a bit. You so know? do I. Um, yeah. I particularly like two thousand nine. Uh, I thought that did a fan. I like. I I will say this right now. We would not have Discovery, Picard, Stranger, any of those. We wouldn't have it if 09 had flopped. That's true. Very true. Yeah. That would have been the um, end of the saga, yeah. It would have been, because they would have tried a big experiment and it wouldn't have worked. And their only thing to go on prior to that was the last TV show had been cancelled. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a phrase I hate, but unfortunately it makes sense. You're only as good as your last job. You're right. Which is why for, for a long time, Enterprise got tired with the These of the Voyages. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and Nemesis. Even, Poor Nemesis. Exactly. That was pre-2009. Um, yeah. Nemesis was the last Star Trek film. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that little hiccup there. We had to switch and move and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I just dropped my phone. Oh, goodness. Hold on uh, one second. You're watching how, in real time how the show actually happens. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I usually get, so, I get disconnected about once every couple of weeks. Okay, that's yeah. passable. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Um. So yeah, just out of okay, curiosity, my, my apologies what did you feel for about our, Nemesis? Our power, but... It's all good. What did you feel about Nemesis, though? Just out of curiosity. There, <laughs> there, 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 there are so, like, as 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 an enjoyable film, it isn't. Mm -mm. It's not. It's not an enjoyable film. I I, <laughs> I I don't. I wouldn't sit down and be like, "Oh, great, let's watch Nemesis." Um. <laughs> Because there's so many, there's so many things that I think they were just like, oh, okay, that didn't work. But I think one of the main things for me is you could see how tired everyone was. Um, yeah, and like, you know, particularly for them, they were 15 years on the go, 87 to 2002. Yeah, and that's doing the same job. And I remember the interviews around then. There was Patrick Stewart. I am not coming back. I am done with this character. And a lot of them were like that because it's, I suppose, it's different for them. They've had to stay in stay in shape for fifteen years. They've had to look a certain way for fifteen years, and also, uh, presumably, you know, we'd all be like, "Oh my god, I've got a job in Star Trek! Yay!" They're all just like, "Oh, I can't do other jobs." Yeah, you know? like two thousand two. Sure, we'd had the first two X Men films, I think, mm -hmm. but I don't think we'd had we didn't have the Last Stand at that stage. Correct. Um, so even his Professor X career 
hadn't really you know started well i suppose yeah. okay it had but you know what i mean it hadn't really gone anywhere taken off what like it, it was yeah hmm. um now all right you had people like lavar burton and jonathan frakes had done very well behind the camera um but then there was other, you know, other things as well so so that's that's one aspect of it i do there there are things i have to praise uh, i was i had this conversation with someone the other day picard standing in the romulan senate I think that should get far more exposure than it does. I think that is such a crucial moment in Star Trek history. Um, and I think Patrick Stewart plays it really well. I think Tom Hardy was dealt a very rough hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I, th- I think he, I, I, you know, I'm not just saying this as a Trekkie. I think he did the best he could at the time. Right. Obviously, he's thankfully gone on and done so much. But I don't think we'll be seeing Shins on again. I I, th- no. I think Tom Hardy has done his time in Star Trek, you know, and, and yeah, but um, I think they they did the best of good. There's plenty of issues, and there's plenty of if you hadn't done that, and if you hadn't done that, um, my two biggest reasons why it's my bottom next gen film, um, one is kind of silly directing choices, which mm. I, I I'll put that at the director's feet. Uh, but the other is the completely unnecessary inclusion of uh, assault. So, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, it was bad at the time. It was bad now, but from doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, you're right. It it, it, it was just it was just because it, it there's there, there's there's so many like story issues and for for it not need to be there. So let's say number one, Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy is not a victim the way they portrayed her in that scene so that, and I know they're trying to do this thing at the end where she, you know, turns this against him and she's able to find the scimitar because that's not Deanna Troy. She is not a one note character who is only there for this one reason. And that's how they, that's what the scene does to Troy in that film. So that's one. But another one is that early on, let's say for maybe the first half of the film, I mean, you know, Shinzon's not a good guy. Right. But they try and give you just enough that perhaps he's a bit of a. Could he be talked around? All right, yes, the Romulan said it, but but he owns. It. When I say he owns it, how many Romulans died for your Reman victory? Too many. Uh, you know, if we're going to talk about people with blood on their hands, hi, Kieran Arise, how are you getting on? Do you want to have a conversation? Yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, you can work. You know, you can yeah. work around characters like that. Having him sexually assault troy unredeemable for the rest right. like you're just waiting for him to die at that point at and like right. you can sure you can have a good kind of a, a face-off but it's to beat him as opposed to you cannot redeem him from that point in that story so i just thought like what why, why would you do that because now i'm just blow up the scimitar doesn't it doesn't bother to me yeah. it's fine true true well said so yeah well nemesis said. great film <laughs> <laughs> The one thing uh, redeeming quality from from Nemesis, aside from Data's sacrifice, was when Picard, when he was Shinzon was coming after Picard at the very last scene, and Picard pulls the piece of the scimitar and it goes through, and he like pulls himself closer, still tries to get him. I thought that was very like cheesy, hammy fun that I I kind of yeah. missed. I kind of I enjoyed but... the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, uh, uh, good to- good uh, typeface, good nice font. Yes, yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> that. Yes, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, now that you're back, Admiral, go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, 
I have a question. One of my personal curiosities, and as I said earlier, one of the things that I enjoy most about watching you on your channel is the parade of uniforms. So I have to ask, how many do you have? Which one's your favorite and why? <laughs> um, how many? I'm going to ballpark it at 25. I think I oh, might have more. It got me beat. Um, <laughs> I think That's I, awesome. I, I know I've got, I've got every film repped. Um, so I'm going to fly through this, right? Motion picture. I've got the away team jacket, uh, which oh. I love. It's one of my favorite jackets. Uh, I have Ilya's dress and you'll find that on a different channel. Um, Wrath of Khan. I've got Monster <laughs> Maroon. <laughs> I've got Monster got, Maroon and I've got the, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the, I've got the Wrath of Khan away team jacket. Now that one, that one, that one, that's one of the good reasons I live alone because that was a, it's this or rent this month. It was one of those mm -hmm. decisions. And I'm happy you with You made the decision. right choice, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Search for Spock. <laughs> I've got the uh, Vulcan ropes um, from uh, Search for Spock, yeah, which I suppose, and a lot of that carries into Voyage Home. So it's a bit of a cheat, I guess. Uh, Final Frontier, I have Go Climb a Rock. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so quite love that one. Uh, six, I guess, again, we're doing, um, uh, we're doing the Monster Marine. I've got the uh, Crewman, the onesie. Ah, you know the uh those the little... you see them running around yeah 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 got those uh generations oh, i like this one. i've got the naval uniform from generations nice. i love that one. Oh, yeah. that's cool wow oh, yeah i like that yeah. one a lot um, yeah. <laughs> well and then, and then kind of first contact on i've got the gray uh gray one and then i've got the uh the jj one as well just really comfortable is is uh kirk's one in beyond it's really comfortable the way the collar is and everything um so now, okay, what's my favorite? Um, I'm really liking the Strange New Worlds one. Um, uh -huh. So actually, yep. this comfortable Cap for me. Cap Joe, what you're wearing there, I just got that the other day. Um, oh, really? I had cool. one. I had one that they released earlier, but the the quality was perfectly fine. But mm. yours is, I can see yours is that heavier quality. But right, it's yeah. probably uh, Coser Mart. Yeah. Yep, yep. And yep. It's, I, it's so, a little bit, little bit neoprene. Can't really yep. see. So it stretches it's, perfectly for my svelte body. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it's good soup is what it is. Um, yes, it is. I, did just, <laughs> I have both the 60s and the 2020s uh, green wraparound. Um, oh, so cool. the, uh, the 2020s one, slightly more comfortable. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Okay. okay. Probably, I'd say, yeah, I haven't really answered the question at all. Um, Joe, I love is the Prodigy one. I love that oh, one. Um, got the green one. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I've got that wow. one. Um, no, oh yeah, no, like I, I am, I am in, I am in severe credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> I've got eleven thousand dollars of credit card debt. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask. I'm, I'm kind, I'm wanting to get into cosplay, but I've never done it before. Uh, where do you get your uniforms from? So Both eBay. Oh, I. Well, so eBay. E e eBay would be my one, yeah. So, but specifically, if you can find, uh, there is a group on Facebook, um, which uh, is Star Trek. I'd have to get the name. Basically, type in Star Trek costuming. Um, it's a private group, but I mean, if you say I like cosplay, you'll be in. It's just so that it's not getting spammed. Um, <laughs> and that is a great one because, like that, the Cosmart we were just speaking about, the one that um, Captain Dove is wearing there, they will uh, test the waters there. So they they put up um, the away team uniform, you know, the, the kind of the sand uniform from Enterprise. 
Um, mm. They said, right, if we can get 30 people who will commit right now to to buying this, we'll go and make this. So that's a, that's so that would be so they're doing some of the best stuff on the market. They do excellent. I have the um, the the Voyager jumpsuits, and they do really really excellent quality ones of them. Um, because like any like anything, like you, you will find them if you go out there. You'll find different uh, costume makers. You'll find different both mass produced and not, and there will be varying levels of quality, um, which is. I suppose fine. It depends what you want to do. Do you want to have like the most super accurate cosplay uniform or do you want to go to a costume party? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have to drop hundreds of dollars on these things. You can, you can go up and up and up and up and up. I can tell you right now, if you want an, a, like a, a, a screen accurate monster maroon, get a mortgage. <laughs> oh. Because you will be getting that tailor made. And you will have to go. I was I was lucky enough. Um, I was talking to so as part of the part as part of the Clone Star Pod, we reached out to Bernadette Croft, who is the costume designer for Strange New Worlds. Oh, wow. and I was just fanboying for the entire thing. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I love cosplay. And she's like, yeah. And we were talking about that massive spoiler for everyone who hasn't seen Equality of Mercy. No, you're good. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah, so the monster maroon that appears in Strange New Worlds. And I, I, I said, I'm going to ask you bluntly, where'd you find the undershirt? I cannot find that undershirt anywhere. There's ones that will come up to there. Yeah. And actually, in uh, Tapestry, that's what Picard is wearing. He's not wearing the movie uniform one. He's wearing oh. that costume one that only comes up to there. And in Yesterday's Enterprise, they don't wear it at all. Huh. Um. Um, yeah, it was like a new see Jack Crusher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you see Jack Crusher, he's not wearing it because it's such a. It seems to be such a difficult piece of clothing to get. Now they did bring it back in Voyager flashback, um, but then again, an awful lot they just went to. I mean, that was only. It's weird to think of it now. It was only what the year after Generations, right? So Tim Russ probably just wore his uniform from Generations. Yeah, you know, that's probably what he did. Um, now that you think about it, yeah, that's probably. Like, oh, don't and worry. They made a joke about Janeway. Yeah, exactly. And make a, jo a joke about the fact that Janeway's wearing one that's too big for her. Um, <laughs> so, so that is the most difficult one to get, which is where the term monster maroon comes from. Is that it's a monster to do it. Now there is a uh, another channel who we follow, Trek Yards, and um, oh, Sam Cockings, who's uh, he is. Yeah. Now he has a screen accurate Rathacan one, and he told me how much it cost, <laughs> and I went. Yep, I can <laughs> I, I can see that cost in what you're wearing. Um, yeah, but uh, that one that one is hard. So uh, so yes, yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, so I asked. I was like, can I? Ask, where did you get the undershirt? And she said, we had two. That was oh. it. We had access to two of them, and wow. uh, they had to try and work around that one. I was like, wow. And that's a Star Trek production. Yeah. Let alone Sean <laughs> sitting in Ireland on eBay trying to find something online, like you know. Yeah, That's so hard to find that one. So, um, so my really long way of saying, uh, do cosplay. Maybe don't start <laughs> with Monster Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> Work your way up. Work your way up. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll just get frustrated. Yeah, uh, but there's amazing, amazing quality. Near pretty much everything else, there's amazing quality stuff out there. Uh, next gen, you'll find easy. There is really good stuff for next gen out there. Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Um, there's there's quite a difference in the the first contact movie uniform ones, none of them are bad, but there does seem to be a, a lack of consistency with the color of the gray. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I have one that I I think I was quite. It's actually it's Kozumar again. If you can go with Kozumar, if there's one designer or one uh, supplier that I could really recommend, it's Kozumar. It, I went with Kozumar because it you know fit my the shoulder. I have a three foot shoulder span, uh, 0.5 meters. So like I have a hard time buying clothes. I have such broad shoulders. And Kozumar was like, oh yeah, we got you covered. So I'm like, yeah, I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. Like they'll do yeah. tailor made, and it it's not break the bank money. Right, that's that's exactly. one of the reasons I really like them. Yeah, absolutely. For the record, I'm not being paid by them. By the way, no, uh, no. If they want to send me free stuff, please, by all <laughs> means, do. That's absolutely yeah. fine. But no, 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 I'm just a very happy customer. <laughs> all right, uh, Admiral. Oh, um, so as a writer and screen presence, is this my question or is this your question? No, it's you. Okay, you, you lost in space. Okay. So I brought you. <laughs> Okay, so you're a writer. You've got a great screen presence. As I said, you're very charismatic. You're fun to watch. You you seem like an old friend every time you pop up on YouTube. Have you ever thought of auditioning for, you know, uh, mainstream entertainment? In particular, uh, Star Trek or submitting a script or getting involved somewhere in the official Paramount universe in some way? Have I thought about it? Yes, of course I have. Um, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I don't know in what way I've, I've, I have to say, I've not thought of submitting a script. That's one, th- oh. even much as I enjoy writing, uh, that's not something I've thought of doing. Not that I never would, but, uh, mm-hmm. to this point, I haven't certainly, I'd love to appear. Wouldn't we all you right. know, like, you know, oh, show on the enterprise. How are you getting on? There's yeah. me walking by. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, look, Honestly, I should, probably shouldn't say this on a recording, but like, you know, if you want me scrubbing the toilet in the back, mate, I'll do it. You know, it's, 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 I'm not That's precious, everything. but sure, you want to make me captain? Yeah, fine, I'll do that. Yeah. But cool, the captain of, of sanitation, I will do that too. You know, there is no <laughs> job too big or too small. Um, I, I would obviously love to do that. I'm not sure if, um, well, I've no, ex- I've, to be honest, like acting's a skill, I have no experience in acting. Um, but a bar a couple of uh, stage shows in college, which maybe is best left on. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. But ah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, sure. Listen, if they were offering it, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have my people reach out to their people. My people <laughs> being me. Yeah, their people I am being my people. The security guard before the security guard before the security guard before the security guard. Um. But uh, of course, I'm, I'd, I'd love it. I'd be happy with any little, you know, uh, franchise spin-off that I'm the head of on the USS Ferric. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That's a cool design with the Enterprise B or Excelsior. Is it Excelsior or B? Uh, it's B. Because my... B. Okay. Uh, uh, actually, question to yourselves. Oh. Um, OG Excelsior or B Excelsior? B Excelsior, sorry. Chase, <laughs> I gotta go with the B refit. Really? Yeah, I love it because I think I think that the Excelsior itself screams '80s, and I think the design got really dated as it went on. And yeah. I think that the the additions of the two fins at the bottom and the extra impulse engines and changing up the nacelles, I think it updated the design and kind of broke the the smooth '80s design of the Excelsior. And I think it it just looks better to me. So. Yeah. I've got a, an Eagle Moss behind me right there. You can't really see it because it's too far back. I haven't figured out how to get these ships better, but uh, 
and I paid uh, more than I wish to say, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely love that ship. I love the B, the D, and the E. Uh, and I do have a spot for the original, but just those three are just like, oh, this is really cool. It's like very different. So that's why I, I have that back there. <laughs> I love her. I, yeah. I, it's actually, it's funny, but both of you made really good points there. One, I agree, it's cool. I think it was probably the first, dare I say it, probably the first enterprise that I, in uh, in letters ways, because D came first and then C came first. Anyway, right, yeah. It was probably right, the first yeah. one that I thought, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. I like that mm. one. But you are so right in saying that the Excelsior, the OG design, it's so 80s in the way that I think the motion picture re refit, which is, that's my that's my one. Mm -hmm. It's so 70s. It's so 70s. And it's very yeah. late 70s. I know it, but it's so 70s. And considering it's a refit of a 60s design, which I think is gas, but like the, the 1701, the original one, like, ah, that's as 60s as you can get. You yeah, know? Um, absolutely. But uh, I have a, I have one here that's so sixties it never made it on screen. I don't know if you can oh, see. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, is that upside down or hang on? How does how that's the Eagle Moss? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's better. Seventeen, seventeen, seventeen. Oh, yes, that's Yorktown one. from the original. Oh, this, oh, this was yes. from Gene Roddenberry's pitch to uh, to the networks, going, "Hey, I've got this CBS. thing called Star Trek." Wow. So, uh, yeah, that was a convention find. And you know what That's you were cool. saying? You spent too much money on that. <laughs> we're on the same boat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I got all yeah. this. Also, this, my Enterprise D lights up and stuff. But uh, yes. it's a, it's not Playmates. It's actually a company that made a Bluetooth speaker. So the, Oh, yes. I've heard it, of that one. Yeah. So, like, sometimes I'll be able to get it to connect to my phone. Didn't work today. So that's why it's not doing its thing but it, it's okay. pretty neat and uh i think jason has a stargazer which i has another ship that i, I think oh lovely don't you have oh. the stargazer uh i have picard oh picard's original ship yeah, yeah. picard's I original have, ship. i have that but you know it's in a box somewhere right yeah now. i know he just moved yeah. but yeah I, but. I, I see the daedalus though that one's cool um the or the daedalus is the, the daedalus class it is yeah the daedalus class oh, oh yes one, uh yes yep, right here Man, you uh, very very good eye, Sean. Yeah, I was like, I was I'm in the room and I was like, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was I, a cool one. I was one. hoping to see this on Enterprise one day. Same. But no. Same. I'm uh, wondering if uh if if uh, Beverly's gonna be rocking that ship in the upcoming Picard season three. She will not be. Oh, okay. So you know something that I don't. <laughs> uh all right. Another question for you. Which season in the upcoming year, 2023, are you most excited about? Picard season three. Picard season three? Okay. Are you, yeah. I I am too. Uh, I kind of got burned and I was uh, I was seeing how they spent too much time in the past in season two. And I, I it started off so strong and then it kind of mm. just like, ooh. Yeah. It's so, it, I thought. Mm. Uh, it, 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 I will say, yeah, the middle of it, it just... Um, it it dragged. It was. Yeah. I was I, 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 so. Um, this is yeah. My 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 honest review of season two. Excellent beginning. Excellent ending. Right. Uh, I know people have their issue, and I completely respect the fact that people have their issues with the last episode. I I enjoyed it. Right. There are issues, but I I enjoyed it. Um. But that middle bit, uh, it felt like. I'd say a good four episodes could have been done in one hour. 
Yeah. Um, it's like we got the same brain. Yeah, exactly. We said the same thing when we were like, like this could have been wrapped up a lot quicker. Like, what? Why? Uh, yeah. was, so, so someone made it. I mean, I this this feels so right. But someone made an excellent point there earlier on today. Um, it shows you how often I talk about Star Trek. I was having this conversation. <laughs> same conversation. Um, that I I do I I my MVP of the season was Alison Pill. And I couldn't stand Jurati in season one. And yep. then I thought I I thought she her double team with Annie Wershing was yeah, brilliant. Give me give me more of that. Give me a yeah. season of that. I am here for it. Right. Um and uh but I know you had to make Picard trust her, but you know, the board comes through and says, Hey, listen, I'm clearly not the collective, something's coming through, throw up your shields. Yes. Grant, yeah. now that we're all yes. chilled out, cool. Uh, can I reach out to Picard, please? Yeah, yeah, that probably... It's, it's, it's not the approach. If it's he all had time about to the fly in from Earth. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... So that was and then someone, so, someone raised the point, and I was going like, oh no. I was like, what did Q actually do? What did he get sick of? What, what was yeah. the reason why he passed? Uh, franchise-itis? franchise <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do this anymore i'm out <laughs> i'll do this series on the condition that yeah it's yeah, the yeah, harrison yeah. ford Harry, syndrome. yep or, yep. or or the brent spiner nemesis was like oh, i'll be back uh, but you will be killing me yeah um, yeah i will never it, come back to this franchise until i do <laughs> hey brent you're in the opening scene of picard ah sure why not um yeah. but, and that is yeah so, but you're I mean, right I, what did I, he do because i have to be fair like you know kind of one, one, one of the things we like about doing the ups and downs is we've got to be fair. You know, mm -hmm. um, I've got to be like, I loved John Delancey in it. I thought right. it was brilliant. I loved um, his first scene. And you turn around and it's de-aged Q. And he goes, oh, boom, that's oh, it. Yeah, that's that that's cool, all I yeah. need. That was great. I get it. You're a bit further along. Um, Chris, our editor, has this great uh, clip where he goes, oh, allow me to catch up. He clicks. And then all of the stuff that goes on in Voyager happens in the meantime. But, so wow. then you see him start. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, "Oh, I like that." And he and he does. He like almost ages naturally. I mean, it doesn't his cue, but you know what I mean. Like you know, kind of. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I like that." And then he gets back to Picard at the end of his life, uh, or however long a cue lives infinite or not, as the case may be. Um, yeah. And then, while he was very good, there wasn't any reason for this. Okay, right. Picard needs to put the key in the wall. Uh, okay, and for me, I thought it was a lot of nice ideas that didn't really coalesce. Mm. Um, and then you have great scenes, really great. I mean, that again, that first episode was brilliant. I thought the Stargazer is a great episode. Um, Farewell is overall a great episode. There's bits like, what was the point of Adam Soon? Yes. Um, didn't nice to see Brent Spiner again. Obviously, someone is really good at writing a contract. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be in this season, but I don't want any makeup. Yeah, uh -huh. we'll make yeah. it happen, Brent. Apparently, they figured it out for the next season too. So, <laughs> be ready for that. That's great. I do you know because we're all we've seen trailers and everything. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, we're we're just as trekkie as you are, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I like this. I'm with my people. I'm with yeah. my people. Um, if if they do a throwaway line about at some point lore skinned someone, I'm like, yeah, okay. 
I accept this. Oh, this yeah. wow. Joe, of course Ooh. he did. That's dark, but yeah, that I love it. I'm here dark. for it. I'm here for uh, it, yeah. Because he's the I kind like of... He's, he's the, the kind of villain that yeah. would do that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, it's so much, so much. All right. <laughs> went down a dark path. It did. <laughs> it did. But let's end it on a brighter note. Tell hey. us what's... Tell us what's coming up for you and let everybody else know that's their your exciting new ventures. Uh, cool. To, well, thank uh, us. Search and explore. <laughs> thank you very much. Right. Okay. So, obviously, at the moment, ups and downs, there's no episodes to ups and downs. So, that's on a hiatus until February the 16th, which is mm-hmm. when the uh, search, uh, Picard season three premieres. So, Keep an eye out. You bet your bottom dollar we will be ups and downing that one. And Absolutely. then if the last couple of years were anything to go by, that'll be me working every Thursday from now until about, I don't know, first contact day. Um, yeah. Then, so uh, obviously, Tri Culture is still, obviously we're releasing weekly videos. We have a whole series of things you didn't know coming up about various characters, various ships. So always keep an eye out the channel. Um, although I, I must as well, because I see some lovely TARDISes back there. Keep an eye out for Who Culture as well oh which is also look a, at this also a thing uh yeah. we will be uh there's a couple of times actually uh, uh my, my phone flashed in front of me sorry i should have turned it off but it's my editor on who culture who on a saturday afternoon is sitting down editing a list uh so that will be going live in a couple of days um oh, and nice. it will be actually our tribute to those who passed away from doctor oh, who from in doctor 2022 who, yeah. um so, but a big thing I really want to mention is in May of this year. So May, between May 5th and May 7th, um, the Galactic Diversity and Inclusivity Con is taking place in Philadelphia. That is being run by um, my very good friends at <clears throat> Gaze in, in Space. space. Um, It is the very first con of its kind. Um, There is, I think, as of recording this, 15 guests from Star Trek and the Orville who are confirmed to be appearing. Interesting. Um, if you uh, if you want to get tickets, go on DNI, because you can't do an ampersand in the thing, so dnicon.org. Um, and if you get tickets before February the 1st, you will get basically the front of everything. I really should have learned this pitch. Um, and <laughs> so that's it. I will be in attendance. So yes, oh. I am absolutely. I'm kind of plugging myself here as well. Uh, well so well, come make me not feel lonely. There. Yeah, Excellent. I'll see there. I'll be there. Cool. I'll go do that now, and I'll put that in the show notes so that people can join both of us. <laughs> Brilliant. But they're, cool. yeah, cool. they're going to be more looking us. to see. Yeah, yeah, they're looking to see you, but I'll be there. <laughs> I'll see you. Look at this, they've seen me. It's not special to me. I'm just a hairy Irishman, you know. Um, so, so they'd be the big things. And of course, always, always keep checking out the Clone Star Pod as well. We have a couple Absolutely. of very, 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 very special guests coming up on the Clone Star Pod, which I'm delighted about. But of course, I don't want to give anything away, or a show will break my legs. Oh, um, okay. So uh, yeah, but some some cool stuff is is coming up, and I think after that, just um, be nice to each other everyone and absolutely it's okay uh, to disagree I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> well you're looking yeah. at me jace <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much sean i'm captain joe dove and with me admiral of catering uh he's in charge of all the waters and until next time live, lo- <laughs> live long and prosper <laughs>